Welcome to the TechFace podcast. We at TechFace are all about connecting female tech communities with companies to support their members finding a meaningful career in tech. To reach this, we provide culture-first company profiles and other useful resources on our website, as well as organize open tech and career events. But we not only provide a platform to network through events, we also want you to hear and learn from successful women in tech. And this is why we invite you to listen to our podcasts, where we talk to inspiring women, sharing their experience, tips and tricks about the tech world and how you can have a career matching your passion and dreams. Let's listen to our next guest on this episode. Today, I'm going to welcome here Noemi to this podcast. Noemi and I, we haven't met in person yet either, but we've met through a group of really kick-ass women, as it, the group is called, and I was really intrigued by her story, so I, I invited her to this podcast. Welcome, Noemi, to the podcast, and I leave it to you to introduce yourself. Hi, and thank you so much for having me here on uh, this early morning. Um, my name is Noemi. I'm working currently for a company called Sulke. It's a software engineering company, but we also do hardware and we also do consulting in the digital world where the companies who don't really know what the digitalization means to them now, we help them figure it out and see um, where the journey leads to. So that's my, my current role. I'm from Zurich and I've been uh, living here most of them, my life. I wasn't actually born here, but that's another story. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Thanks a lot for the introduction. Tell me, how long have you been actually working in the tech industry? So, or what kind of other roles have you had before? Because right now you're with Tuke, and I think you just explained there's a, a lot of potential there in regards to consulting of companies who have no clue about digitization. But I'm sure you've done other roles before. So maybe you can give us a little bit more background. Sure. So as I was reading the question, I say, yeah, tech, what, what does that actually mean? And I don't even know if I would consider myself, you know, a tech person. I mean, from my background, I was, I am an engineer. I've been studying at ETH in Zurich, but I have never been really working in hardcore or real engineering, engineering stuff. So tech is really broad to me. So Tech means anything where, you know, you get in touch with technology, digitalization, where you want to build up on the opportunities that occur from the digitalization and technology. So it's a really broad term for me. And before I was at Zulke, I was at the EWZ, uh, energy company of the city of Zurich. I was starting there in the strategy department, but then I was moving on to innovation and heading the innovation department at, at that company. And in innovation, a lot of things are about technology, but to be honest, the toughest one or the difficult ones are usually not technology. Usually you always find the technical solution, but usually it's, it's more of a change issue. So people, they need to adapt in their work processes in using new product or services in having new business models and all of it is a change process. So I find that in my experience that usually the more challenging stuff is how to use technology and how to get the most out of it and how to get people there to actually see their benefits. Fully agree to that. I feel the same about tech. It's, it's such a broad term and it can include a lot of different 
tasks and roles and responsibility. And as you just explained, there's a lot of interaction between human beings and tech as well. Mm, exactly. And that's where I also currently focus on is the customer experience. So, I mean, it doesn't help anyone if we have the greatest AI, machine learning, whatever tools and solutions, but nobody actually feels like using it or they don't know how to use it. Or So we really have to work on that or I feel we have to work a lot on, on that crossroad. And that's like a position where you need to build bridges, where you need to understand what's going on in the tech world, but also understand how human behavior works. You need to understand how processes are today, where people, but you understand where people are, where the problems are, where their issues are, and then make the translation. And it's a lot of reaching out your hand and helping them to, to trust you <laughs> and to get you into that new world where we don't really know where we're heading, but building up that trust base that you have established something hard enough or a good foundation to go into the future where we really don't know what's happening. I really like that because it also relates to what a lot of people are fearing technology. It's taking away this fear as well from technology and, and making them aware that technology is just helping us being better in what we do on a daily basis and not technology is taking over the world, which is, my opinion, not going to happen. Yeah, or we don't know yet, but it doesn't help if we have this black image of the whole world is going down. It doesn't help anyone because there's such great potential in the technology. And like, I'm working on a project now. It's it's about assistant living where you get when we get older. As a fact, we know we don't have enough people to take care of us when we are older. So it's really important now that we try new ways of taking care of elderly people because they're simply it's not going to be the same when we get old. And we need to work on building that trust to people who use technology and the technology itself and to also know how to handle all the doubts and all the... Nobody's going to take that away in the future. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's just going to be more complex and more complex and more complex. And as I understood, so this was also for you the reason why you got into this space of technology, this broad area of technology. In your past, when was it for you the first time you had come across technology or you had some interaction with technology, like in, in your childhood? Did you grow up with that or when was it for you? <laughs> it's an interesting question because I um, was not in this technology world at all. So I grew up in a family of psychologists and psychiatrists, so a lot about human human facts in, in our family a lot about debating them arguing and figuring out you know what's the right choice to make in life and, and where we want to contribute a lot of a lot of it is also finding your place and giving back when I was about to choose um, where what, what in which field I want to study I decided to study law because also it was broad enough and I didn't really want to fix you know to commit to one direction at the mm -hmm. time and then I went to the ETH to just a visitor's day with my sister because my sister didn't really know what she wanted to study she was two years younger than me and then I went with her for her to figure out what she wants and then at the end of this visitor day I stood in front of the ETH with an application of the school in my hand and this was two weeks prior to the start of the studies in, in October. So I, did, as a matter of fact I didn't know anyone who was studying at ETH, I didn't know anyone who was an engineer and I had no clue that this was actually an option. I, I figured that if I'm not trying to, to try the whole, the whole technical world I have no idea 
if that's a match for me or not. And, and to be honest, I was quite surprised that after a year I was, I still passed the exams and I was still at school and it was a big surprise to, to me as well. And it was a stretch. I mean, I had to really work on, on things. It didn't come naturally to me, but I'm really glad that I did that because as I said in the beginning, it's all about building bridges. And I'm really glad that I have a foundation in this deep understanding of, of how the technical world works even though it's very fast moving and i'm not up to date in all the you know software languages or whatever but still i have a foundation and i i feel confident in, in building the bridge mm-hmm. and i think that that's something that's absolutely important because i hear a lot of uh, those women i interview for the the podcast they say the same as you they don't want to choose their direction so early in life and, and get fixed on a certain direction mm. But I also believe the world is changing, like in, in education, mm-hmm. that we are able to move into different spaces and area. But mm-hmm. at the same time, as you said, we need a certain foundation to mm-hmm. to to build up on. I really, I really feel strongly that we need to know how to use technology but also how to understand what's behind it so i did a coding class at coding course for a week before i started my new my new job and somebody asked me why it's like i'm not going to code that's not what i will be doing but i still feel it's like learning french because we just need to have a basic understanding of it and it's not an option it's not optional to be honest i really think uh, we need to know that and i have a daughter she's five and i also ask her To do that, to, I mean, I, I ask that she knows how to use technology, but also to understand how it works. And I can't ask her to do that and not do it the same in my age. So I really feel that we need to become more than just a user. I agree to that. I've, I do feel as well that we should teach um, coding in school already. But um, I also see all these uh, boot camps and, and coding weeks. I really appreciate the effort that it's taking there and that gives the opportunity to everyone to Mm -hmm. get to know it even if you as you said you don't need to approach a career in this area afterwards but it just helps you better understand what the device is actually doing you're holding in your hands or why it is doing what it is doing yeah and it takes a little bit out of the magic you know like this computer thing and we have no idea what's actually behind it and we trust everything we see and i think it's a little bit taking out you know like at the end of the day it's all zeros and ones and we just have to you know do a little bit of magic that we actually see a nice website and and see nice programs but still it it kind of demystifies the whole tech world also and i think that's like one big issue i do i still feel that i have like am i really tech and i'm just doing customer experience is that really tech so you know like lower the 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 barriers and and be more open to different kind of profiles and different kind of human beings and and not so strictly just you know who a programmer is a tech person and everyone else isn't if you like you told me that it was actually coincidence that you study engineering now with uh, at eth but what was your (laughs) approach then to to switch your roles or find the next step in your career well i'm not planning my career ahead um so far (laughs) so so it's a little bit coincidence but it's also not so I believe that, you know, I have to feel comfortable in where I'm going and that there I see a potential to contribute and to learn and to be part of something bigger, which is meaningful. The whole um, trigger was um, IDEO, uh, an innovation company in the Silicon Valley, and I saw uh, a movie on, on how they build a new shopping cart mm-hmm. and within five days, and that really struck me. And I really wanted to see and visit that company and work there. That's why I went to the Silicon Valley and 
maybe 12 years ago. Yeah. And um, that kind of kicked my whole way of thinking, whoa, actually trust your guts and this whole human-centric approach. It's not just me, but there's actually a movement out there who believe that this is of value. Of value if it contributes something, if it develops something that go starting the starting point to to work around the human beings and the users need that actually is something, and that really that really hit me because that made totally sense to me. It's not all about coding or, or engineering work. Actually, we just do that for somebody to use. And um, I came back, and then this whole mentality of human centric design and and wasn't really big at the time here at all. And then I went to consulting to keep my ways open again. And I was more working in, in sustainability area, which I believe is uh, one of the biggest playing fields we have at uh, this time. And um, I was working there and then I, I learned a lot and I was out there uh, with working with clients a lot. But at some point I wanted to be more doing stuff and not just consulting. So I, was, I wanted to implement, I wanted to be part and to be in charge of um, something from from a to c so really the whole journey mm -hmm. and the next opportunity job opportunity wasn't even a job that was out there i just contacted this person because i thought she was inspiring and i would love to work for her and i reached out to her i haven't met her i didn't know her i got in touch and then she the first meeting i remember was um you know like i don't even have a job for you but still if you if you're up for it we can meet and then we met and it was, it was a fantastic meeting. We really connected. And at the end of the meeting, she said, okay, I'll, let's see what I can do. And she organized me like a, a job, a temporary job for two years. But it was all, it was all working out at the end of the day because mm -hmm. two years is a long time for, for us in, in our days. So, yeah. so one thing leads to another. And I just trusted my guts that, you know, this person is amazing and I can learn and I want to build up from scratch. And that's what I really could do there. <laughs> then great, at some yeah. point I, I felt like... Uh, I was there for six years and I was uh, learning and I was fighting and I was giving back and trying to implement innovation projects and working a lot on innovation culture. And at some point I, I was tired and I felt like the whole effort is not where I wanted to be and I'm ready to move on. Mm -hmm. I still, I chose the next company because I, I believe that the, the way they look at the world seems to match with my point of view. Yeah. So that's important to me. Yeah. Having people around me who know what they're doing. So like excellent people, brilliant people, experts of their field who are open to share. I mean, yeah. it's not helping if they just concentrate on what they're doing, if they're excellent. But if they're open to share and if they're open to pass that on as well. I also take care of, of you know, people, of, of their employees, of their clients, of um, the world. So I think that these are important facts for me. That's such a great story and I feel it's very empowering for everybody out there because especially this story about reaching out to the people you admire you you do see potential working with them to learn from them it's very important as something I give as advice as well it's always reach out to these even if they don't have a job right now it's mm -hmm. just making this connection and maybe one day there is something coming up and they will think of you and say oh I have someone who might be fitting this mm -hmm. position and and also I think I think it's very important what you just explained about having this I call it a purpose culture match with the company so the culture mm -hmm. the company is representing fits to your purpose what you're looking for and I feel that's very important to be able as a as a human being as an employee to grow and learn in your job and, and also it helps you to pursue a career as well and, and move forward in your career if you have this mm -hmm. environment. I'm glad you shared this with us and I'm, I hope you will 
be able to empower a lot of women out there going <laughs> after their dream job as well. Let's go quickly back to the topic of technology. Where do you see it going in the future? Like you already said a couple of times, the, the future is unknown. We don't know where it leads. But what is your personal opinion of it? Where do you think will the world be in a, in a couple of years? Or even yourself, where do you see yourself in relation to technology? I think... It's going to support us in many more ways than it is today. So it's basically to make our lives, it's going to make our lives a lot easier. Many, many things, you know, like, like have the home vacuum cleaners or have support system. We help you work with your daily life at home with shopping lists or maintaining, cleaning, all these kind of things I and mean, assistance. On the other hand, I think we have to learn how to handle and use our data and whom we trust. We don't really have an option, but we have to find a way that we feel comfortable with it. And we have to learn how and, and know what we share with whom. We have to teach that to our kids as well, because our generation got thrown into that without really thinking about it. So I think we really need to think about it. I, I find it fascinating with all the potentials out there, with all the new algorithms, all the new ways of, of teaching um, computers and, and combining stuff. It's not like if we talk about artificial intelligence, it's not really intelligence. It's just, you know, a lot of combining, a lot of storing data and using it and giving it the, at the right time, giving it out at the right time, but always in a form that somebody cares about. So I think interfaces are going to be really important and, and um, also ways of kind of how, how easy can we, can we apply this new technology to our daily life. I think this is going to be core. I also believe there will be a lot more um, jobs coming along the way in regards to that. So, mm -hmm. well, you, you've given already a lot of tips and insights how to approach a job or the tech world. Is there anything you really want to recommend to our listeners? <laughs> uh, this, this one tip that you could share with them, what would it be? I think we just have to be more courageous, more straightforward, more just go out there, do whatever you find interesting and position yourself as that. People don't know, even like recruiters, they don't really know what's going to happen in the future, but they can feel or get a feeling if they want to share that journey with you. So be open and be there, be yourself and position yourself. Even if the job description doesn't really fit or even if you don't really know if you are able to do it, but if you're willing to learn and if you see that there is a, a fit, I really like that purpose fit. So just go, go there, position yourself, talk to people. Don't be afraid. I fully agree to that. I couldn't say it in another better way than you just described it. So thanks a lot for sharing with us. First of all, your story as well, your insight, your views, and of course, this recommendation. Before we close now this podcast, I would like to ask you some speed questions as well. I just want you to answer the, the first thing that comes to your mind. First question is, who is your favorite female role model? You know, the first thing came to my mind was my daughter. She is five and she's just so open. She asks just so many questions. And I think that's what we need to keep doing, asking yes. questions. What is your most important skill? Yeah, you see, I hate that because that's already a question women don't really answer. Um, so my most important skill, uh, I don't know. I, I think it's being quick in making connections and being also 
willing to take decisions. I think decision making is important. And the last one is, what is the best advice you were ever given to? I like Sheryl Sandberg's book, Lean In, and I like her specific tip on sitting at the table or take a seat at the, at the table, because I really think that's important. If you dare sit at the table, tell if you have an opinion, say okay. your opinion. Cool. Thank you very much for being part of this podcast. I'm looking forward to sharing this with uh, listeners as well. And it was a great talking to you. Thanks a lot. Thank you so much. Thanks for tuning in today and listening to this inspiring talk on TechFace podcast. Want to be the first to know about the next episode or get first-hand access to our events? Join TechFace and sign up today on techface.ch. As a new member, you will get a free career coaching call and will always be the first to know about exciting events, news and insights. We look forward to welcoming you as our valued member.